We are live. Good morning, wonderful folks. Welcome back to the Iron Crypto Man podcast show. It's your host, Pat. And if you're stopping by for the first time, or if you're a new investor, feel free to click the first referral link under the description of this episode, where if you sign up today with Webull and deposit just $1 into that brokerage account, you can earn yourself up to 12 free fractional shares, folks. All right. Those free fractional shares can be valued up to $30,000. So definitely take advantage of this opportunity while it still lasts. Go and get yourself some free stocks, folks. And most importantly, go and get yourself some free money. Also, make sure to click the second link, which will prompt you to our official merchandise website where we just dropped exclusive tank tops. We have T-shirts, crew necks. We have wall posters and we even have onesies for the toddlers. All right. Big shout outs to the toddlers out there. Okay, you guys are our future leaders, future innovators. It is our job, our due diligence as parents to develop our youth into becoming angel investors. All right, folks. And with that being said, in today's episode, we are going to be going over live index prices within the stock market. We're also going to be going over live watch prices. We'll also be discussing what to watch out for, for the Fed's meeting tomorrow. And last but not least, we will be going over my stock pick of the day. So if you have your notepads out, pens out, buckle up your seatbelt, folks. You should already know what time it is. Now let's prepare to educate ourselves. All right, so first up, we have the S&P 500. And as a friendly reminder, that stands for the Standard & Poor, and it makes up of the top 500 publicly traded stocks in the U.S. And as of today, folks, we are currently trading at $3,992.99. We are up today, folks, by $41.42. Next, we have the Dow Jones. We are currently trading at $32,547.34, up today by $302.76. Next, we have the NASDAQ, up today. Uh, We are currently trading at $11,787.22. We are up today by $112.68. Next, we have our commodities. We have crude oil trading at $68.50 up today by $0.86. We have gold, which is slightly down today. We are trading at $1,968.20 down today by $14.60. And last but not least, folks, we have silver. Silver is currently trading at $22.66, and we are up today by only one penny. So, folks, overall, what I'm seeing within these index prices, right, uh, everything is, for the most part, in the green, right? We have the S&P 500 up by 1%, the Dow Jones up by 1%, uh, with the exception of... uh, few of our commodities well i'm sorry just one of our commodities which is gold that happens to be down by 14 dollars today so more than likely if you all were to check out your portfolios and if you guys have been listening to some of the blue chip companies that i mentioned here on the iron crypto man podcast show more than likely you would be in some form of profit today all right so let's go ahead and go over my watch chart and let's go over these uh live prices all right Uh, So starting off, we have Rolex, which is down today, unfortunately, uh, by 6.1%. I know that is probably one of the more popular watch brands among 
the rest, right? We have Omega that is down by 0.7%. We have Grand Seiko, which is down by 4.6%. And we have Patek Philippe, which we're seeing double digits. We are down by 10.3%. We have Cartier, which is surprisingly in the positive today. We are up by 1%. We have Breitling, which is also uh, in the positive. We are up by 2.3%. We have Audemars Piguet, which is down double digits, 10.8%. Uh, and we have IWC, which is down by 1.5%. All right, folks. So as I had mentioned here on the Iron Crypto Man podcast show, I want to say a few weeks ago, um, we will be having our next Fed meeting, which is going to be uh, happening tomorrow. And here are some things you should watch out for the next uh, rate decision. The Federal Reserve <clears throat> soon will announce its updated Fed funds target for March. Markets are suspecting a 0.25% uh, uh, rate hike, which is most likely with a slightly smaller chance of holding rates steady. However, the outcome of this Fed meeting is relatively uncertain when compared to most in recent years. The inflation picture has deteriorated since the Fed's February meeting, but banking issues may dominate. There is still concern that inflation is well above the Fed's target and not falling fast enough. However, the banking crisis added uh, complexity to the Fed's analysis. It doesn't allow the Fed to deal with inflation in isolation anymore. Markets believe that if an interest rate hike does come in March, it could be the last, as recession fears may then force the Fed's hand in cutting rates. That's a new perspective. Previously, markets saw a few more hikes in the summer. However, it's less probable that Feds will forecast a recession so directly, and it may remain more focused on inflation fight until economic evidence of a recession emerges. In recent discrepancies uh, between the Fed and markets and forecasting rates, the Fed has normally prevailed. However, a recession might change that. All right, so now let's talk about the banking crisis. As I'm sure you guys have already heard about the Silicon Valley Bank that uh, collapsed a few weeks ago. So let's go ahead and dive into that. The banking crisis complicates the monetary policy picture further. Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, and Silvergate Bank have all failed, and First Republic Bank and Credit Suisse required support. Market confidence in the banking sector remains relatively low, and on March 19th, the Fed will, uh, the Fed's announced coordinated international liquidity, which acknowledges strains in global funding markets. That complements the domestic support for banks announced a week previously on March 12th. Global banking issues will likely evolve even over the remaining hours until the Fed's meet. On one hand, the Fed's provision of liquidity to ease risks to banking domestically and internationally has offset some of the Fed's recent work in shrinking its balance sheet via quantitative tightening. So regardless of which rate or where rates move, arguably monetary policy, when considered holistically, is now materially looser than it was at the February meeting. Also, the Fed's March rate move may signal the wealth of private information it has on the banking sector. Raising rates would normally be interpreted negatively. 
all else equal. Yet, it may also signal some degree of confidence from the Fed that the banking crisis may not worsen from here. If it signals that the Fed is perhaps less concerned about the bank crisis, then a rate hike may ironically be considered good news. Holding rates steady would be welcomed by markets, but this also begs the question of what additional banking data the Fed is seeing that necessitates such a change in policy from uh, Chairman Jerome Powell, who hinted a large point, uh, 50 basis point hike uh, even not two weeks ago. Before major banking issues surface, as such, loser policy may be viewed more as a signal than the risk of the banking sector are not over. Economic projections. With the March rate announcement, the Fed will also release rate projections for 2023 and beyond. They will be examined to see how the Fed's assessment has changed from the most recent release of these forecasts last December. Under Jerome Powell, the Fed has always sought to emphasize the data dependence of its policy decisions. That's perhaps no truer than this week as inflation remains elevated, but there are clear risks to the banking sector that could change the trajectory of the broader economy. That means the upcoming Fed decision is more uncertain than most re recent meetings and markets could move more on the Fed announcement than normal. Markets may also look past the actual decision on rates to what the meeting signals regarding the Fed's confidence in U.S. and international banks. All right, so pretty much to summarize that up, folks, uh, we are going to be having another Fed meeting tomorrow, right? Uh, Jerome Powell has already announced that more than likely we're going to see a 50 uh, basis point uh, short term hike, right? However, that was before the banking crisis, right? As I had just mentioned, there has been four banks that have collapsed within the past couple of weeks, and those were Silicon Valley, Signature Bank, and uh, Silvergate Bank, and First Republic Bank, uh, as well as Credit Suisse, which is uh, requiring support, right? So, more than likely, if the feds <clears throat> want to prevent a recession, they would, you know, not raise interest rate. Uh, they're, they're not going to raise uh, interest rates. Right. However, you know, you have a lot of analysis that are predicting a small short term, just uh, 25 basis point hike. Right. And usually how the market would uh, respond to that. Right. If we only go up by 25 basis points, we could see a nice little uh, rally in the market tomorrow. So, you know, uh, we've already seen the market open in the green today. Right. More than likely tomorrow, the market is going to open, uh, you know, uh, in the red. Right. And that is due to fear. Right. Uh, there is a very, very I want to say, you know, less than a 20 percent chance that we're going to raise interest rates by 50 basis points. Right. As that would definitely put a lot of fear in the market, a lot of fear in the banking systems. And, you know, that could definitely lead to a recession. All right. We already have uh, analysts predicting, uh, you know, a 30 percent chance of a recession in the next 12 to 24 months. So I'm already sure the feds know if they're going to uh, hike up interest rate, uh, interest rates fairly high, then more than likely uh, we would be heading to a recession. 
All right, folks, and uh, to go ahead and wrap up this episode, we are going to be going over my stock pick of the day, and that is going to be none other than Apple. All right, that ticker, folks, is going to be AAPL as of today, March 21st, 6.56 a.m. Pacific time. We are currently trading at $157.61. We are up today by 22 cents. Uh, we have a total market cap of $2.49 trillion, right? I didn't say billion. I said trillion, right? $2.49 trillion. All right. We have a P.E. ratio of 26.76. And as I'm looking at the five-year chart for Apple, we've had an, <clears throat> an all-time high of $179.45. So you're definitely getting it at a discount, right? Uh, what I say right now is a great time to uh, load up on Apple. Probably not. You know, it really just depends on, you know, where the feds want to go with interest rates, right? Um, let's just say, you know, the small likelihood of them raising interest rates by uh, 50 basis points. Uh, we're definitely going to see a lot of sell off in the market, right? Which means we could see Apple selling off, you know, uh, probably in the, uh, you know, anywhere from $100 to $125 range, right? And as I'm looking at the one month chart for Apple, uh, I'm going to go ahead and draw our support line at $145 because that was the lowest Apple has gotten, which was March 1st. And the highest we've gotten, which is where we are currently at, which is $157.46. So if we can break through $157, right, that's our resistance line, then we are definitely headed back to the $160, $170 range. And who knows, right, if we receive, uh, if we don't have an uh, interest rate hike and they just leave them, uh, the market steady, who knows, uh, we may see new uh, all-time highs with Apple along with other stocks within the stock market. All right, folks, uh, that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you all were able to learn something. And uh, once again, right, just kind of watch out for the uh, Fed meeting tomorrow. Uh, I'll probably be going over that as well. And uh, yeah, I'll be hearing from you guys on the next episode. Peace. Thank you.